What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Hello, welcome to Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Enjoy your place for the unfiltered experience, the place where we have unfiltered conversations designed to enhance your perspective and grow your confidence so you can go out there and have an amazing life. I'm Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, and I, of course, joined by my awesome brother, Mr. Scott Goyette. That is me, Chris. Scott I'm Goyette. here for you, brother. I'm I here am, for you tonight. I am Groot. I just think about that all the time. I am Groot. <laughs> My son has me play that every morning. Like we have stuffed animal time before we take him off to school. And so I'm Groot. And then he has like chicky or something like that. So that's all I have to say is like, I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. And then every time your, 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 your beautiful face comes up in my, my brain. <laughs> I'm just so we talk about I am statements. You can sit there and say, I am Groot. There you go. That's it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take my 20 statement list. I'm going to narrow it down. Never mind. I am divine. I am creator. I am enough. I'm going to go with, I am Groot. There's there my son. <laughs> It just says it, it all. It feels good. It feels good. It does. It does. <laughs> How's things been for you, man? It's all good, Chris. You yeah. know, it's um, it's amazing because I've been noticing again and again the same theme that continues to pop up where people are saying this is happening. The world's tough. And I will say this. There are more rocks in the river, as we've been referencing, than many other times in existence. And I'm seeing collectively more rocks in the river. But we have a choice. You can push yourself off that rock and choose not to get stuck and get back into the flow. Are there some rapids? Is it scary? Yes, 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 yes. But you got a choice. And so I'm getting bumped around, got a couple bruises, broken rib, a couple, you know, I got my tail fin broken. That's yep. okay. I just keep going. So I'm good. I am Groot, my brother. <laughs> I, say, I say the same thing. I was talking with a couple of friends of mine yesterday and one of them, uh, she was really down. I mean, really, really down. And normally she's perky and supporting everybody and just really feeling good. I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, man, I just, I've got so many things going on. I just feel overwhelmed. And I just feel like the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And I'm like, well, just remember everything that's happened and everything that's happening is preparing us for what's next in, res in respect to our lives. Cause I told her, I shared with her, I had a couple of bad days myself. And I said, you know, all I could do in the middle of it, you know, aside from having my little pity party for a second was to think, okay, all of this, everything that's happening right now is preparing me for what's next. Now, if I focus on why it's happening to me and focus on the victim statement and, and all the different things that happened in my past, of course, then I'm going to stay there and I'm going to be miserable. But if I sit there and instead I force myself to do it, I'm like, what am I supposed to be learning from this? What's the deeper meaning? What's the root of this, this, this feeling? And I was just actually reading about it again in this great book that I was reading last night by a guy named Randy Gage. And he was talking about that, that, that awareness to sit there and say, Am I going to go deeper on why I'm feeling this way to get to the root of that situation and really ultimately deal with it as opposed to band-aiding it with short-term gratifications and, and, and ignorance, really? Yeah, 100%. And I think we're at a stage right now in our life where, <coughs> excuse me, keep doing this. I think we're at a stage in our life where we've been asking for a lot. I think the world is saying we need to break down all these systems. You know, we need a change in government. We need a change in education. We need to focus on spirituality a different way. And think about this. If I'm asking source, creator, universe, God for a change, does source, universe, creator, God, or just give me that change? Right. No, they're going to give me the challenges to achieve mm -hmm. that change. So yep. if I want government to switch, what are they going to do? Create deeper divides so I can go, why have we been accepting this? If I don't like the educational system, I'm going to look more closely and say, why have we been in this slavery mode instead of this empowerment mode? And yeah. so as we're questioning it, we do see all what we perceive to be the negative. And that's not a problem, Chris. That is an opportunity. Yes. And that brings me to want to introduce some fine people that we're going to talk yes. to right now. So these two amazing people have been on our show before. And one of the most important things is they're all about finding the solution, 
the opportunity and not just saying, oh, I have another problem. And they do it through relationships. They do it through personal empowerment. Both of these people love to jump in the work. We've done breath work with them, had so much fun with them. Without further ado, let's bring on board Rachel Brooks Smith and Emilio Andres. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Unfiltered Experience for the second time. How are you beautiful people doing tonight? So wonderful. Just enjoying, living, loving, mattering, you know, just enjoying this life, man. Yeah. How are you guys handling all the negativity in the world? Do you see negativity or do you see positivity? That's a great question. You know, I have one of those um, as well. I'm like, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Because that's a big question. I figured me and Scott were talking yeah, about it. We'll just, we'll just I have jump a right into it. different answer now than I think I would have in previous chapters of life. But rather than seeing positive and negative, I look more of like, what if there is no good or bad thinking makes it so mm-hmm. and so of course everything has different charges to it and you know like you were talking about is it a problem or is it an opportunity but i think leaning into everything is just like we're here to learn so what's the lesson <laughs> and also oh, that felt good we are here to learn i yeah. love it everyone's coming like everything has to be perfect no you're here to learn and, and I think there's, um, you know, we see what we, we see what we are. And I think every person, place or thing that is happening, like we are a part of that, right? We're a part of this organism that is humanity. And I think like everything that's happening, we've either done that are doing it, potentially will do or done it in a past life. Like I think it's um, we're just seeing different parts of ourselves. And I think um, just as we in our individual journey, um, have an awakening and then start to seek and then in a reflection and you go through this letting go and you have this whole like hero's journey experience. I think humanity is having that. It's just the hero journey experience. So humanity is facing kind of what you were talking about, Scott, like uh, they could be facing some kind of, um, you know, just anything, any kind of life event or what have you. It's just, it's going through that experience and it's not good or bad. It's just, it's a challenge that it's needing to then wake up. And I think um, it's not like it's all rainbows and butterflies. They're going through some challenge through some things, but inevitably to get past that journey and, and, and know that we are all connected in one and um, here for each other. So you guys are so awesome. I love it. So you said you just segued perfectly into the question of the hour and what we've been asking everyone, the big I am statement. So one of the things I've been asking all my coaching clients is, we have a process by which we create our I am list and they're usually pretty extensive. And then I ask them to narrow it down to three. And I haven't asked any of our other guests this yet, but I'm gonna ask you guys to do it because I like to throw little curveballs. And when I ask them to do it down to three, I ask them something different. Most people register their I am statements from present moment. So they'll say things like, I am a loving father. I am an attentive dad, things that are present moment. I would love to hear your I am statements and put you on the spot from a place of could that I am statement be true preconception? Could that be true of Emilio or Rachel at age two? Could that be age 12, age 25, age 50, you know, posthumously? And so I'll give you my three while you're processing thought and coming up with yours. My three that I break down that would be at any time is I am divine. I am creator. I am enough. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so what are yours? Do you want me to do like a little ticking sound? Like I got no. mine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what the hell is keep happening? <laughs> are we good? Yeah, just we're just jumping around. It's like Hollywood Squares or something. We're moving around. Yes. You know what it is? It's the amazing energy that we're plugging it into is. the universe. It's electricity. The universe can't even handle us right now. I think there's a song about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scott's about to sing it in five minutes. Right? I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> Karaoke time. No, these are actually three I say every day. Um, I am love. I create. I am divine. Mm. Love, I create, I am I am divinity. It actually mm. is more accurate, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> my my recent ones have been, and it's kind of on our subtitle there, is I am love, I am peaceful, I am playful. Mm. And I think those come for me just because I didn't get to play a lot growing up, going in the environment that I was growing up in. And for so long, I wanted to be at peace with a lot of things going on. And I think the divine and God or source of universe is love. Yeah. And so I think the number one, if I had to just choose one out of those three, it's just always I am love. When you guys, when you guys, and I love that. I, I subscribe to that one too. It's all over the place. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go love now. I mean, when you guys think about the journey that's brought you to this point to have those I am statements, talk to us about one of the maybe the tougher times in life where it really questioned your I am statement at that particular point. Because obviously, we we are more egoic as we are younger. I am a model. I am a father. Mm-hmm. Like Scott was saying, all the different pronouns and everything else. Talk to us about that that point in your life where you were at a down moment and you started to realize it's not about the egoic stuff as far as my identity goes. It's really about the moments and the experiences that I have that I create proactively within myself first and then with the people that I enjoy my company with. Talk to us about that journey. Mm, yeah. I love that. Who wants question. to go first? Babe? Gosh, I have I have two different really powerful ones coming up. Um, I think, you know, as an actress and a model um, and growing up an athlete, I think one of my biggest uh, journeys has been through body image and really identifying, especially I kind of got because I grew up a gymnast and because I was very athletic and because of the training I did, I just always kind of had this six pack. And I think, especially as an actress, you know, and I would do photo shoots and promotion shoots for film and stuff like that. I kind of got known as the girl with the six pack. And, uh, uh, part of that was awesome. Part of that was also like, not awesome at all. (laughs) Yeah. So Mm. much pressure to, maintain that, keep that. Also learning, you know, when you get attention for something, you start being like, oh, this is what people want. This is what people like me for. And then you start, you know, showing that a lot, but then you kind of get pigeonholed and you realize you're like, wow, I'm so much more than this, but this is what I'm talking about. Like always. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I feel like I have to keep talking about because that's what people I get attention for. Um, and you know, definitely, so going through a lot of that, and it was a journey. And I feel mm. like I'm really, um, I think a long time, I really battled a really unhealthy relationship with my body, uh, which I think I needed to go through because now coming out on the other side, I have this unbelievable, deep appreciation for my physical body. Um, it's like a this, like, oh my gosh, these are the most, we have the most amazing pieces of technology ever and we just live in it and i think oftentimes we don't we don't know that or we forget that or we haven't mm-hmm. come to find out that truth and i hope to empower so many more people especially women out there because i think a lot of women especially struggle with this yep. is is learning how to have that uh not 
this deep appreciation for what all that your buddy does for you, not necessarily what it looks like, but when you have that deep appreciation for what it does for you, you honor it in a very different way that leads to so much more like real health, not just like short term. I'm young. I'm, you know, have some, I might look good for a little while, but like lasting longevity kind of health and peace and, and love. Mm. Love that answer. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me. <clears throat> yeah. So for me, you know, eight years ago I hit rock bottom and was on a two year journey to kind of pivoting personally, professionally, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, just everything in my life. I had lost everything in my life and it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I'm super grateful for. Right. Cause at the time everything was falling, you know, falling apart, but I didn't realize at the time, of course, that it was, you know, falling in place for me. Yeah. And, you know, prior to that, I was in 10 plus years in oil and gas finance, accounting, ERP implementations and helping companies around the world do this stuff. Like I, at that time, like you said, the ego, I was, um, I thought it was the shit back then, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was making a lot of money and traveling around and had the quote unquote hot girlfriend and was, you know, all the, you know, but at the same time I was drinking a lot and doing some drugs here and there and just was living a devitalized ego centered life in so many different ways. And at the time, like you said, I thought I was the car I drove, the house I had, the clothing, mm -hmm. or my reputation, like this is, oh, yeah. this is me. And you know, what I realized when I, kind of woke up to this when everything was quote unquote falling apart. It was literally, it was in 2014. I was in Houston, Texas and everything was falling apart. And, um, I remember there was this one moment it, it like, there was this, it all came up to this one moment where I remember asking myself, like, <sighs> I forgot who said it. It might've been Sam Harris. And it was like, we're constantly talking to each, to ourselves throughout the entire day. Mm -hmm. Right. Bringing stories constantly. We live in our heads. And I remember he said a simple statement. It was like, who's talking to who? And I was like, it kind of hit me in that moment, in that mm -hmm. like turmoil and chaos I was going through. Cause I'm like, who is this person, A, talking to B inside my head? Exactly. And I was like, whoa, okay. There was like this person observing me doing the things. And then I, you know, then I was like, so then I of course went into like the seeking and inner reflection and, and, and letting go in the whole hero's journey. But it was like the awakening that took place that then led me to deeper inner work. Right. And, and long story short, um, I often talk about lose your Superman to find your wonder woman or peace, love, joy. Experience. And so I always thought that the Superman I was already, yeah. I had all these things. People saw me on the outside as Superman, just, just to make a funny word here. Right. And so through that letting go and hitting rock bottom and losing everything, I, you know, it's this whole unbecoming process. So I've, I started to realize that the walls I had up and the characters I was playing throughout my life and the masks yeah. that I wore to keep me safe from all those times I, you know, had some traumatic experiences. And when I went on the deep journey to remove those masks and those characters, like the peacemaker or the savior, the facilitator, just, you know, all these different things, as I started to remove all that, then there was like this nothingness space, which is the everythingness space. Mm -hmm where I then started to find out that I am love, that I am this organism that we call humanity and like was finally felt connected to everyone. And so I think that was somewhat of a process to finding out that I am that and not this superficial crap. Yeah. I love that. So, 
so here's a funny thing too, because we are integrated into this vehicle that we need to love and honor regardless of where we're at in this present moment with it. Because, you know, Stephen Hawking might be this brilliant brain, but had a body that of many would say is less than, right? And then super athletes might have this body that everybody say is everything and maybe they're less than in the body. So what can we tell people right now? Because this is my guess and, and I've seen this and I'm gonna give you an example of when this happened to me. Somebody might be looking at you guys and saying, I'm so far from you guys, it's easy to love your body. You don't understand me. Cause I made a really stupid comment a few months back cause I really believe this. A friend of mine who might be five feet tall tops, I'm like, being tall doesn't matter. And he goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I remember going like, no, but it's, and then I'm like, I'm speaking from a place of not comprehending. I'm six four. And so I was thinking in my head, I don't judge you in height, maybe because I don't have to think about that because it's not in my, my, mm. my space. Mm. Great point. So, you know, whether it's racism or sexism or whatever ism, I'm speaking from a place of my own understanding. So, Let's try to, you know, tell the audience right now, because I think it's very important to understand that dichotomy that you just said is I know I am love. I am an eternal spirit. I know we're all interconnected. How do I fall in love with that voice? Who's the real me? Mm -hmm. So I can empower me to do the best with this vehicle I'm in in the present moment and maximize it so I can really enjoy the moments, find my brilliance and share those with this world because it is not easy. I can speak that from regardless of my body, but how do we get people to fall in love with themselves regardless of where they're at in this present moment? Because some people feel really far away from where they want to be. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think that one, it's letting go that it's going to happen like that because I think oh. it's a journey. You've spent years I think oftentimes, many times we're trying to implement something new in our life. It's realizing how long you've spent practicing something else. Most of the time, you know, if I, I spent most of my childhood, young adult life, hating on myself, criticizing myself, judging myself, picking myself apart, like it felt never could be good enough. Um, and when I, when I like finally kind of started getting into this whole world of oh, wait, I have to love myself. And what does that look like? And I'm supposed to like not be hard on myself. And like, what does that look like? There are, you know, all these different things. I got, I got even more mad at myself because I couldn't do it fast enough. And then it was like this downward spiral. Mm -hmm. And so I always try to help remind people that like, how long have you spent practicing the other thing? And if it's been 20, 30, 40, 50 years of doing so, giving yourself a shit ton of compassion. <laughs> on this like new way of behaving um and i think radical acceptance is is something i wish more people talked about um and really is that kind of i think all of us have a very conditional relation conditional love with with a lot of things even a lot of people have a very conditional relationship with god it's like if i perform if i do this then you'll love me that's conditional Right. Yes. So even on a religious or spiritual level, we've been taught this kind of very conditional love. So I think this concept of what does it really look like to unconditionally love someone or something or ourselves is is challenging. Um, but unconditional means like there's no conditions. Mm -hmm. You are just loved. Or you don't have to do anything. You're like you're just you're loved. No. And um, really diving deep into. It's it's deep in her work, <laughs> like it's deep oh, in her yeah. work, and it's not going to be a quick pick, 
like a quick fix that you take. Of course, there are different things that you can look into that I think will expedite the journey. Um, but there, there's different paths up the mountain and it's just deciding what kind of journey do you want. For some people, they're like, yeah, I want to do maybe plant medicine and, and try to expedite something or I want to take the longer route because I want to go slower. And I think it's learning like what is best for you um, and what we're, yeah, just, I think we're all so unique. We're all so unique and there's no one size fits all. There's no one thing for everybody. It's, it's really, you're the creator. It's up to us to decide what's, how you're going to create your journey, your path. Mm. Um, and, and to not compare, that's the hardest thing. I think that yes. all of us fall into <laughs> is this comparison trap of like, oh, well, their love story looks like this. So my love story should look like that or their health journey look like that. So, so should mine or their whatever. And it's like, no, like, I think when we let go of all this, like one size fits all mm -hmm. that a lot of us have been programmed with um, and really honor each other's unique journeys and really decide for ourselves of what I am the creator of this experience. Like, what do I want my life to look like and make up the rules, <laughs> like make it up for yourself and rewrite all the things that aren't serving you anymore. Cause there's a lot of deep rooted stories and belief systems that are deep, 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 deep. They don't even know that you have that are running our, running your, our lives. And so, yeah, I think it's a rewriting those. Yeah. I love it. And then, you know, for me, you know, so much coming up, right. When people look at us and they see us where we're at now and everything and don't see kind of everything that we've gone through, yes. it's like, no man, like I, you know, Grew up in domestic violence, was poor, which created a lot of different things in my upbringing to lead me to believe that I wasn't good enough, I don't have enough. Sometimes maybe I'm better than mentalities, which just, you know, I, I was super shy and just didn't think I could ever achieve anything and would just do my best to, you know, become, you know, I just wanted to like showcase that I can do it, I can do it. But it was always coming from a place of I'm not good enough. So like when I achieved all these things in oil and gas and finance and everything, it was a very um just not a healthy way of doing it because it was driven from i'm not good enough yeah. and having all these things and so i wasn't living a peaceful joyful because i was just thinking about what everyone else was thinking i was like well what about me and i think all the work is just coming back to you again and who you are um you know i think we're all just walking each other home i, I really yeah. wish that everyone is just uh looking at every interaction as uh you know a key to unlocking the things that they need to unlock. And, you know, when I think about, I think people, humanity, including myself, all of us, there's, there's two activities in life. There's the internal world and there's the external world. And most people are focused on building the external world. Yeah. And, and they're just doing that. And in right, even right now, people are listening to this podcast and they're working out or they're walking and then they got to do something right after that. And they get to jump in a meeting or take their kids. And they're going through this loop of just like the things to do and got and it's all the external world stuff. And I'm preaching, to the, I'm preaching also to myself like this because I get challenged with just being still yep. and building the internal world. And I hope that people don't wait for a life event to then look within, that we can be proactive about looking within mm -hmm. and, and being still because you are divine. You have the answers. You don't always have to look externally for all this stuff. Everything you need and have is just within you if we decide to be still and to practice that, that stillness. It, like every time you will know who you are you will find the answers if you rep that muscle just like you rep everything in the external world are you what kind of things are you repping in your internal world and i'll i'll just end with 
to wrap that up is like the Latsu quote that's coming to my mind, right? Like to practice the repping of, there's a Latsu quote that says, you know, watch your thoughts, they'll become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character becomes your destiny. So you are what your thoughts are because that's where it starts. And so how can we rep being, like Rachel said, kind to ourselves when we don't have the right thoughts because that's a lot of time what's happening and to just just be loving on that house okay just throw that thought away and keep going <laughs> i love that guys and thank you for sharing that with us with us because it's so spot on it was something that i was just talking to somebody recently about the other day about you know they're talking about their energy in the world and just feeling you know that lack of worthiness like you were talking about emilio so many people when i've talked to them over the period of covid when i was giving out these coaching sessions it was pretty incredible. I started hearing this whisper saying, ask these people, do they love themselves? Yes or no. And in my mind, you're talking about that, 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 that conversation in your brain, right? Which, which Michael Singer, uh, untethered soul and surrender experiment. Those yeah. two books are phenomenal for what we're talking about right here, guys. Cause I didn't understand it. This shit. I was like, what do you mean talking to myself? What? But that explains a lot of it. But anyways, um, thinking about how it is that, uh, we have those internal dialogues with ourselves about our worth and, and thinking about that. Um, a lot of what I see hold holds people back is that is that they don't love themselves and then it's conditional right it's like oh if i get this if i get this job then i then i'm worthy or if i have this relationship then i'm worthy if i have these cars then i'm worthy of this mm-hmm. this status or whatever else but one of the things that we fail to to really look at and address and we bury down deep inside is the fact that the resentment and the anger and the hostility either towards ourselves or towards other people in our past for how we are today they play, take that victim role talk to us about the power of empathy and forgiveness in your growth your individual growth of mm-hmm. where you were talking about those low points right and now talking mm-hmm. about these beautiful places where you're at now talk to us about that empathy and forgiveness part because that's one of the, the the keys that i'm finding when people can break through that stuff it's it's like a miracle drug they're like oh chris i don't feel i just had a a friend of mine go through it the other day he's like chris i see my whole childhood completely different now yeah oh, gosh that's so oh, powerful beautiful we, have question, a, beautiful question. we have a whole comedy sketch that we do called triggers or gifts that nice. really uh showcases that in a funny way about how anytime you feel triggered underneath that is this beautiful gift just wrapped in really ugly wrapping paper um, and you have to do the deep inner work of like unwrapping the ugly wrapping paper to find that incredible gift that does allow this this freedom and love and bliss and deeper connection with yourself and other people that maybe we haven't even experienced before. Mm-hmm. And and so with that question of of the power of empathy and forgiveness, I mean, it just comes that that quote comes to mind of um, you know holding grudges or or not forgiving people is like drinking poison and expecting yep. the other person, person to die um and ultimately i think also another thing that i often visualize in my head is that i am oftentimes i've created prison a prison for myself to live in and only i have the key to unlock it yeah and sometimes it's just like you know, I think it's giving yourself for in my journey, it's been learning how to give myself compassion, of like when I'm in a state where I'm super angry or frustrated at something or someone like learning how to welcome all emotion, um, because emotions are just indicators or just data. And they're like, hey, red flag, something pay attention, just like we have in our car, there's an oil light that goes off. It's like, hey, put oil in the car. If we don't have those, if we don't appreciate them, then all of a sudden, you know, we, the car stops working or it blows up or whatever, you know, so we get super grateful for those indicators. 
um, learning how to like really feel all of it. Like if I'm angry or sad, like welcome it and try to be as sad as I possibly can or be as angry in that moment as I possibly can. Um, just to like really feel it all. Yeah. And in that it dissipates. And, um, so giving myself space and time and compassion to feel my emotion, all of it, like really powerfully as much as I possibly can. Um, and then feeling that kind of energy dissipate, um, and then going and then being able to, to, from that place, I have a lot more ability to turn the key, if you will, and let myself out of that prison I created for myself. Yeah, I understand. Um, and, uh, and, but I think oftentimes, you know, we're trying so quickly to forgive or to, to let go without actually energetically, biochemically releasing those oh. things. Um, and I think the more I've learned to give myself that space and time, also communicate <laughs> to my partner that, hey, I need some space and time to go like walk or do something or, or run or hit a bag or something to release some stuff before we come back um, to the conversation. Then I most oftentimes I'm like, man, I'm sorry, I totally messed up or man, like I or, or he does that or somehow, some way it's just so much easier to shift. So, yeah, yeah. awesome. Thank you for that. Let me ask one thing before you go, Emilio, because I, yep. I have a feeling right now I, I'm trying to like predict what some people are thinking as they're listening. And I know a lot of the people that I coach and I know you guys are in the same spot is a big question that comes up is, but every time I get angry, my significant other blank. So we've we've bottled up and we we have, you know, all this anger sitting right here that we compartmentalize because we're not allowed to be angry because in one of their relationships, maybe a parent was always angry when they see angry, they feel like they're not safe. Yeah. So real quick. And I think this is important before you go, yeah. is there any suggestive tool or anything you can do beyond just saying, Hey, I need to process this. Is there anything you can do to create maybe a safe space and maybe something you can give, you know, the audience that they can put out there to say, I need to process all these emotions to be the best version of me to be the best person to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, a few things come up and we can kind of back, yeah. piggyback back and forth. You know, there's a simple tool that I'll, it's a three, three step process that'll then funnel into how you can do this within yourself, but then that how that translates with a partner, a friend, or an intimate relationship. You know, I think the first step immediately when you're is to, to smile. Um, so the reason we want to smile is it's very something, it's very quick and easy to do. You could be, it could, something can happen on the car, on a phone call, in the workplace, at your home, whatever. Something like we want to find something very simple to do, right? And it's a smile. Well, why are we smiling? Not only because it's simple and fast, but because it's showing loving kindness for yourself. Most people, when they make a mistake or are feeling crappy or feeling anger or what have you, they're in the journey process. You're going to go through, I don't want to say mistakes, just learnings, right? And, yeah. and I think it's good to have loving kindness for yourself so that you don't beat yourself up because that's the worst thing you can do. Second thing is to say, there's me doing it again, whatever it is that you were doing. And that's just repping the observer so that you can put a spotlight on what it was that you were doing. Not not the other person or anything else like uh you know my wife or like or girlfriend in the past could have said something very toxic to me like whoa but it's my job of how i react to that mm -hmm. and if i react and spew poison right back then that was me i can only control what i can do so if i'm doing that and i'm angry it's like okay well, what was i doing so just being like oh there's me getting angry again or there's me whatever and it's not not a judgmental way it's just providing the data first like oh there's me being angry again okay or there's me reacting again or there's me spewing poison or there's me whatever um and it's only just as just to again just to be an observer mode mm -hmm. 
And then the third thing would be to, uh, like Rachel was talking about, welcome the emotions, whether that's right there on the spot or finding a place to saying anger, I'm glad you're here. Like most people want to, the shadow side of us that is that we want to hide, suppress, deny, distract, Netflix mm -hmm. and chill mm -hmm. and run away from that emotion. But it's, it, it's just, it's just data. It's just energy. It doesn't have a good or bad, like right. anger is there for a reason. And so it's like, Hey, anger, like change the, your relationship with your emotion. Like, oh, I'm glad you're here. Come on inside. Let me make you a cup of coffee. Like, <laughs> like, just like, Hey, come on in. And when you say, I'm glad you're here. The funny part is, is that once you welcome anger, he doesn't want to be there anymore. You're like, nah. <laughs> You know, like when you hide, suppress and deny these things, anger will get bigger, faster, stronger. Yes. And when you just say, hey, I'm glad you're here and really start to feel like, oh, and you may be getting really angry. That too, like Rachel said, feel it, because when you really start to feel it, then it's just energy. It'll rise, 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 rise. And, and you release it. And because the deeper in work is, again, standing up, facing it and rising above it. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you have to face yourself. You have to face these things. There's no way other around it. It's called the breakthrough for a reason. You got to break through that. But once you feel it and continue to feel it and rep that, that muscle gets bigger. And then you start to really um, release it. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm so powerful now. Look what I did. I am so confident now I can do I can do these things. Now, that's just a quick, simple step. Smile. There's me doing it again. And um, welcome the emotion. Now. Maybe we can kind of play into yeah. like together what we well, do. I, I would, I would really, you know, I love what you brought up, Scott, and this is very resonant even in in my story of when I feel anger. Like if he gets angry and I can sense heated emotion, I like, and this is common just in a lot of uh, women. Even if you study Alison Armstrong's work, you know, sure. loud, uh, loud, uh, loud sounds and angry sounds. A lot of times, women have a tendency to shut down. Because we're scared that they're mad at us and then they're not going to protect us from the tiger. This goes back to like, you know, evolutionary, uh, what she calls cave woman days. Yeah. But for most women, we're a smaller species, like regardless of whatever, we just have less muscle mass than men do. And evolutionarily, we're thinking that like, if this person, if this guy's mad at me, he's not going to protect me from the tiger. So I feel scared because I don't feel protected now. So I'm going to shut down. And so one is understanding the difference of men and women and how emotions play into it from an evolutionary standpoint is very empowering. Two, it's communicating to your partner. I've communicated many times because Emilio here is very like passionate and very like sometimes that passion I can misunderstand for anger or or if he and sometimes he needs to get angry. He needs to feel those things. And so it's I think it's communicating beforehand and setting ourselves up to win before heated moments come, right? It's like yes. you get prepared for a tornado. If you don't get prepared, then there's it's gonna be a lot harder. Mm -hmm. So how can you prepare as a team, as partners of any kind, whether it's family, intimate relationships, how can you prepare ahead of time of uh, understanding things about each other? What happens when the other person gets sad? What happens when the other person gets angry? Yes. And how can you communicate ahead of time? We even have a lot of like uh, code words in our relationship and teaching different code words that can define a whole hour worth of conversation in one word. So both people understand what's happening, what's going on. Um, I think- Can you give us an example of those words? Cause I think that's yeah. fascinating, right? That's perfect. Applejacks. It's, it can be whatever word, it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> but like, I, mean, oh, I say shit like, like that all the time. 
but they're also words that like probably we only know right they're like right, the inside, yeah. joke. inside like, joke like and the apple jacks is normally when we're doing auditions and having to be vulnerable with each yes. other on set mm-hmm. or in an audition together yes where it's like we we're coaching each other trying to make each other better but sometimes that there's some like triggers can come up yes when we say apple jacks it apple jacks word to us that inside yes. word means a whole conversation that we had of like gotcha. oh, yeah, okay. so then we're like yes. oh this is the moment we're catching ourselves okay i know what yeah. you're doing and i know how i should yes. be and we want to grow love together. that and, that is bravo and that's that. powerful and i yeah. think the, the, you know because we can go really deep here and we normally do in different workshops and whatnot but like i think the underlying theme that really helps relationships whether you want to process anger since we're on that topic is yes. we have a big theme in relationship renegades uh, which is to to always know how to create a space where you and your partner feel safe, seen, heard, and loved. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that is fertile soil for both relationships to go no matter what. I may want to say something or show her how to do something or whatever, whatever, or vice versa. But if she's feeling anger, I want to do no matter, or if she wants to express something to me or talk to me, my only goal is to like, okay, this is happening now. Immediately, the first thing is, how do I create a safe space where she feels safe, seen, heard, and loved? There's something going on with Rachel. If she gets triggered, she knows it's the woman in the mirror. If I get triggered, I know it's the man in the mirror. And that's a whole deeper conversation. But what I can do is, okay, she's feeling something. How do I make her feel safe, seen, heard, and loved? No matter what. I don't want to get in my ego. It's just, how do I can do that? And that foundational pillar, that fertile soil, allows her to feel safe, to express the anger, whatever. Because if she's feeling something, I'm like... I don't want to take that away from her. She needs to feel that anger. If she's saying something to me, I'm just like, I have compassion because I'm like, she must be going through something right now that she's feeling all this stuff. Babe, get it, feel it. Inside I'm saying that. I'm like, Mm. she got to do that. And I think she she will feel that energy within me, which breaks down her walls to be able to communicate more to me. And then all of a sudden we get to come together and realize something individually or collectively. And then we skyrocket that growth together. Yeah. But I digress. I mean, I just wanted to bring yeah. that theme I love in. That. No, no, what what you what you just said literally is something. If if everyone wants to take one beautiful takeaway from this discussion, there's been many. That is massive right now because yeah. there's there's. I was reading you know some of the old books that a lot of people used to read, like Wild at Heart, and it's about that a man has to kind of run. You want to have that you want to be understood, and we want to be seen, we want to be heard. And there's a new book out, and I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I don't know how new it is. It's relatively new, new to me, but it's talking about the most amazing things that you can do for somebody else, especially, you know, from a woman to a man standpoint in relationship is offer them some respect and safety. And we have all this illusion that men want to be tough and this and that, but we want respect and safety. And so do the woman. Yeah. And so right now, as we're waking up going, I have a lot of emotion I haven't processed. I can't think of a better piece of advice than to give that person an opportunity to start processing that as a normal part of their future existence, because now we can start to dissipate all that, that just emotion that's ready to explode in all of us. Why people are committing suicide, people, there's domestic violence, people are losing their minds. If we could just start to kind of go and just deflate Mm -hmm. that. And it all starts with what you guys just said. So thank you so much. That is freaking beautiful information. Love it. I really want to add something to that that I think is so important is that it's easy to do to create a safe a space where people feel safe, seen, heard, and loved when you're not triggered. When you get triggered, and if both people are triggered, I think it's super important 
to have some sort of plan or understanding of how you're going to handle those moments. Because in those moments, um, it's really hard to do that. And, yes. and, and I think it is a muscle to rep when, if you can tell that like, oh, both people are really triggered here to be able to say in that moment of heat and, and intensity and adrenaline that's pumping through your body to say like, okay, I can tell we're both really heated right now. Reminding you with phys like physical touch and like eye contact, like I love you and, and communicating whatever it is you might need in that space and time of like no. a lot of times I'm like, I, I love you, but I need to go on a walk right now. Like I need to go on a run to process. I need to get some of this adrenaline that's pumping yeah. through my body out. I'm just laughing because you're marrying me and Kim right now. I mean, you guys know us. Like, you yes. you have no idea the, the verbiage, the way you're speaking. Mm. This is us where she yeah. goes, okay, I'm going to go for a walk right now because I'm sensing that you might be very triggered. I'm like, I'm not triggered. And she's like, <laughs> I will be going out the door at this time. And I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm going out the back door. Yeah. Wait a minute. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'm triggered. Yeah. But, but yeah. I, I want this to be funny because here's the reality. Yeah. We're beautiful eternal spirits in these human bodies. Yeah. We've compartmentalized all this stuff. While we're healing and loving our body, part of loving our body is releasing these emotions. And here's the here's the truth. We come together sometimes, you know, as partners for a lot of the right reasons, but a lot of times those triggers get really comfortable where at home those who are closest to you. So the dual triggering, you know, in a time where we both want to have a good conversation, we're both like you're be the problem you're the problem you're the problem Shit, we're both the problem it's yeah. going to happen and i think the more we laugh at it and start throwing out words like apple jacks yeah. at the right time to laugh at our own silliness and it's not even bad or good or anything it's yeah. silliness that listen a trigger is here you guys know <clears> this. <throat> the root problem could be even preconception we don't even know where that came from yeah. but the reality is until we start to get deep and look at that trigger, like you said, you know, Rachel, that triggers the opportunity for a gift. When I can find where the pain point is, and then we can nurture that pain together and, and heal that together. Mm -hmm. That is some powerful, powerful stuff in relationships. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and another thing, just adding on to what Rachel said, um, one of the things we both kind of do when we're heated like that is like Rachel will say that or I'll say something. Um, we had this heated thing in uh, in Utah a few months ago, and like right when we were in it, either she'll say something or I say something. I remember at the time I was saying something like, just like, hey, real quick, I'm, and I was, saying, I was like, I'm just glad this is happening because we know when these things happen, that's it, it's either an opportunity to like deeply connect or blow out. Yeah. And we know if we choose ultimately what we both want individually and collectively is to deeper connect for all the reasons. It's like we lean into that resistance, we lean into that pain, we lean into that trigger because we know that there's gold, there's gift at the end of it if we're open to to, to unraveling yeah. that. And That's it's like, the real, so when it, when it was happening, we're heated, I'm like, oh, okay, we're all having that. Like, by the way, like this is an, in, it's an indicator for growth. Yeah. yeah. And and so if we realize that it's an indicator for growth, then it's like, okay, well, there's something here. We got to, like you just yeah. said, we got to figure it out. And I really want to like, deep in this because we we believe in universal laws like there's universal law of gravity True. there's a universal law of resonance and to really paint this picture maybe like deepen it for people listening and i won't tell the whole thing but just very quickly triggers are gifts for a reason it's another opportunity because like when you get triggered there's a resonance inside of you mm -hmm. there's something happening like oh right 
And it's very much like a tuning fork. For everyone listening, if, the, if you guys have played with tuning forks or look up tuning forks if you haven't, if I have tuning forks A, B, C in front of me, and if there's tuning forks A, B, C in the other room in the house, if I strike tuning fork A, automatically tuning fork A in the other room starts to vibrate. Mm -hmm. No one touched it. Nothing happened. It's just this is resonating a certain frequency. And because that's resonating, the other one just starts to resonate automatically. Yeah. Now, why do I bring that up? Let's just make this super simple and real. Like, let's say I don't feel good enough. Let's call that tuning fork A. Let's say Rachel also doesn't feel good enough because of whatever happened in the past. So she has tuning fork A. I'm not good enough. I have tuning fork A. Uh, I'm not good enough. And that's a big universal theme right now in humanity. And so let's say Rachel does something that makes me feel I'm not good enough. And that's like striking. It's like she stroke her tuning fork A. And because I have that, yeah. all of a sudden I may react to that. That's a tuning fork vibrating. Ah, say something, do something, whatever. And because she still has it, it resonates her. And then there's like more and more fire and, 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 and more and more like fire on fire on fire. Whereas the work is basically removing that tuning fork. And the beautiful piece of this is that you can remove that tuning fork. That's called the healing process to if she said the same thing again, if I feel good enough, I've removed that tuning fork. Then if she says something to me, I'm like, just does, it doesn't trigger. It doesn't, it doesn't vibrate anymore because I feel good enough now. And I may have that person being like, Oh wow, this person must be hurt because hurt people hurt people. And then maybe have compassion and empathy and forgiveness and all these other things. Yeah. And then it allows us to rise up together. But anyway, I wanted to provide another analogy to showcase why is it, it, why is it yeah. that you, that happens? Well, it's because it's an opportunity to see what tuning fork you have and how can we yes. remove it together. And to make it a game. So this is a big mm -hmm. thing that we love sharing is like making it a game. And the game is whoever owns their shit first wins. I am playful. Wins. And, yeah. you know, oftentimes, like that one time when he said in that, in that, when we were having this very heated moment, it was very challenging, very hard. He drops in the, in the heat of the moment and is like, babe, I know this sucks right now, but I'm really grateful for it because I know that we're growing and I'm going to fall in love with you even more after we're done. And it automatically like dissipated everything. And I was like, oh, I just uh -huh. fell in love with you all over again. And he yeah. won the game. And yeah. then we both win, right? Because ultimately it's tricking the ego because the ego wants to win. So if you both have this, like play a game with each other and have that game of like whoever does it first wins. Yeah. And then we do get to yeah. basically fall in love with each other all over again. Yeah, I'll say like, oh, babe, I'm, you know what? Five minutes ago or an hour ago, like I think whether she realized it or not, I'm like, oh, I was being passive aggressive there. And I think I was doing this and, I, you know, sometimes I'll know why I did it. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know why I did that. Maybe I'll, I'll try to figure it out. Maybe I want help. Maybe I don't want help. But yeah, I think getting, repping the muscle of owning your shit, repping the muscle of just being vulnerable. Yeah. If you want a deeper connection and rise up together, it's like, just trick the ego. Like Rachel said, it, it's uh, it becomes a fun game. No, you know what you guys it. should do? You guys should, you guys should put like on events. Like you should be, I was sitting there thinking like my wife and I would get so much value out of this conversation. Uh, do you yeah. guys ever do any events? What kind of events do you guys have? And could yeah. you tell us more? Yeah. <laughs> well, we have, we have our, our signature relationship playground event that we do kind of all over as we mm -hmm. travel, um, but we have an upcoming, um, really cool event in costa rica that's our relationship renegade retreat event mm -hmm. um where it yeah it's going to be amazing it's like five days in costa rica with us and other like-minded awesome 
you know, what we call Relationship Renegades out there. So if anybody yeah. wants to come, all you have to do is just go to our website, relationshiprenegades.com, yeah. and you find out all the information. But please It'll, come. It would be so much fun. Yeah, it's going it, to be a time to, you know, heal, deeply connect, adventure, play, yes. obviously grow, reset, rejuvenate, all the good stuff. It's for singles and couples because nice. not only couples that want to elevate their relationship, but, you know, we found out in our clients that, a lot of singles that we've been helping um, because this is a proactive approach to peaceful, yeah. playful, fully alive relationships that when singles, sometimes they never seen what a healthy conscious relationship is. Mm -hmm. They haven't seen like, you know, seeing what, um, well, how we, how do we say it? Like seeing uh, love lived. Yeah. Is one of know? the most important things to empower like couples who are in this space where they are wanting to be proactive and they want to learn, they want to grow together. They want to elevate together mm -hmm. when single people who are still looking to attract their partner, oftentimes one of the biggest uh, challenges they face is to continue to believe that it's possible, yeah. that, that that person that they want is out there and that they don't True. you know, have to settle for something less. Yeah. And when they're, we've noticed that, because oftentimes it's been a big challenge for us of like, you know, do we focus on just relationships or just single people? And what we found is that we need, we need each other. Single people need to be around healthy relationships and see it. Because oftentimes we just haven't even seen it. We don't know what's possible. When they see it, they believe that it's possible. And then oh, vice yeah. versa, it allows um, people that are in partnership that have found um, you know, the person and now they're just in a space where we wanna elevate, we wanna grow together, we wanna continue to nurture this because we know if we don't nurture it, then it's, it's not growing and then it's dying. Mm -hmm. um, they also get to remember what it was like to be single and yeah, they get right. to deep, more deeply appreciate what they have because yeah. oftentimes we forget. Yeah. And so I think both mm -hmm. It's really important to be around both. <clears throat> yeah, I love and, it. And by the way, that retreat is uh, not, it's in Costa Rica, September 22nd through the 26th. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you want us to send you uh, that, you can just, you know, look on our website or you can just DM us on social media retreat. We yes. can send you some details. Yes. And um, yeah, whether it's the retreat or events that we do all over the world since we're digital nomads. Um, yeah. But then if people want to start off just digitally, you know, we have higher love online programs to mm -hmm. Really, we talked about a lot of great stuff today, mm -hmm. but like if you want to know like the details and what the work actually entails to become those things and to uh, feel yeah. peaceful, playful, and fully alive, then uh, we have some online programs for you to, to kick off if that's kind of more of your jam at the moment. So, And what's the website again for the people who listen to this in podcast yeah. form and not video cast? So it's just relationshiprenegades.com. Yeah, you can find everything there. And everything. all this stuff's in there. I can go to Costa Rica. I can get coached. Yeah. I can yes. see funny videos, all of it. Yes, yeah. all of it's there. Um, and we wanted to offer your everyone that's listening a special discount on the Higher Love online program. Oh, yeah. So if they just use I am 20, you get 20% off. Yeah. Wow. Thank you guys. You guys are absolutely amazing. We love and appreciate you guys. Everybody who's listening, connect with them, follow them on social media. They're beautiful people. Uh, just like they are here on the conversation right now. You see them in social media. They're vulnerable. They're powerful. They're funny. They're all sorts of different things. We love and appreciate you guys so much. Um, thank you guys for being here. We're going to put you backstage for a second and end out the show, but don't go anywhere. Uh, we love you guys. Love you. Uh, bye. Love we'll you see you in a minute. Wow, Scott, that was a powerful, powerful conversation on uh, identity and who am I and healing and all sorts of stuff. What are your what are your takeaway thoughts on that conversation, my friend? You know, I, I am excited. That's that's my 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 I am statement right now is I'm excited because I feel like a lot of times people see, oh, these people are doing this and these people are doing this. Am I enough or whatever? Here's the deal. I recognize that we are all one. I am a part of this beautiful universe. So when I see 
fellow humans kicking ass and going out there and making the world a better place, it honestly just makes me feel great. Like I told you, like, like allergies bother me, whatever. I don't even feel it right now because I know that they're going to go out there and do some beautiful things to make the world a better place. And it just feels good. Mm-hmm. Amen. I, I loved what they both said. And Emilio said, you know, something to the effect of you have to be open. You know, you have to be open. And, and when I think about that, Scott, I think about the video we've told so many people about on the show, Jump. You know, we're talking about comparison. Oh, look at those people. Their relationship's so great. Oh, look at those people. They're traveling. Oh, look at those people. They're healthy. Oh, look at those people. They have great jobs. Oh, when is it ever going to happen to me? And then what Steve Harvey talks about in this video, you guys can check it out. Google it, Steve Harvey Jump. Uh, he's doing it in a parking garage because I know he does it for the family feud as well. But he's sitting there saying those people jumped right? They have been vulnerable. They have been open. They have been ready to receive. They have been ready to be vulnerable. They are like, fuck this shit. I'm jumping baby. Cause I'm here to live. I'm not here to exist. And when they jump, sure. Your, your parachute's not going to open right away. You're going to get bing, dinged up and you're going to get, have these downtimes. And that's what Amelia was talking about. Like embrace that shit, look at it and go, what am I supposed to be learning from this? What am I supposed to be growing yeah. from this stuff? Because guys, if we don't learn it, we get to keep having the experiences of where that lesson comes into our life, where we have to continue to learn it, even if it's yeah. through multiple lifetimes. So why not just say, I came here to be powerful. I came here to be unstoppable. I came here to have a kick-ass experience. And if this thing is here to teach me a lesson, by fucking God, I'm going to go sit there and I'm going to embrace that. Like, get into it, get into the meat of it, sit there and say, wow, like I loved how he talked about, you know, anger. Oh, come on in anger. Let's go. Let's dance. Baby. Well, let's and then, some, and then anger wants to get out ABBA. the door. ABBA anger, yeah. right? You know, that anger's like, you're no fun. Learn. Right. Let's leave it. <laughs> so we just recommend for you guys out there just to be open. You got to jump, right? You got to jump. You're, you're carrying around this misery. You're carrying around this weight. We talked about empathy and forgiveness, have empathy and forgiveness for yourself. You did not know what you didn't know when you were doing these things, but now you have this opportunity, this awareness to say, Hey, wow, let me try what it is that they're saying. Let me go experience some of that. Let me, let me develop my courage and my confidence. That's what we do here on the unfiltered experiences. We get you guys to take away the filters, you know, look through life as Scott talks about through the lens of love, not the lens of fear. You guys have the opportunity to take the filters off, take the preconceived notions off of what people told you in your childhood and your past. Like you're only this and you're never my, my, my poor wife, man. She, her dad told her when she was, when she was 12 years old, she was overweight because they fed her for her problems, right? Oh, you have a problem here, a cookie here. You have a problem here. Here's a steak and said, you're never going to, nobody's ever going to love you if you're fat. Right. And you think about all that, 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 that garbage and everything else that she carried around for her entire life. And finally it took me one day to shake her and go, babe, I love you. I'm married to you. You don't have to think that anymore. The fucking like, aha came on like, oh my God, you know, it's not perfect. She still deals with it sometimes, but the big awareness was like, Wow, he said that, but here I am in this moment. And you guys are in those moments right right now too. So whatever we could do to support you as always, make sure you guys are checking out the unfilteredexperience.com. Go there, check out our Facebook group and our community. Let us know what you want to see here on the show. We're having a great time here this season uh, talking about I am statements, talking about identity. Who are we? And getting clear and concise about that. So continue to watch the show. We're going to be back here again Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your place where we bring you this conversation. I love you guys. Anything else, Mr. Scott? I am loving our audience of beautiful humans. That's what I got. And I love you guys. Peace. Go out there, be brilliant.